Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Another happy landing. Welcome back, Reed. Hey, man. All right. So, just watched The Mandalorian Chapter 8, directed by Taika Waititi, um, and I'm blanking on uh, what this one is called. Um, Redemption. Chapter 8, Redemption. Okay. So, <laughs> we just have to look this up because we missed it when the in the initial, um, <clears throat> the initial uh, view. But uh, Karasynthia Dune is of Aldran. Yeah. Which is... It's actually pretty interesting because, um, oh, you may want to get closer to the mic here, uh, because, um, you know, Alderaan at this point in time is, you know, it's blown up. Long so, gone. <laughs> yeah, so she has no home. She's, you know, no, which yeah. explains a lot of why she rejoined the, the rebellion as a shock trooper, uh, you know, why she's a floater, kind of a, you know, kind of a ghost um, going around the galaxy and, you know, doing whatever. So, um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, and we got a lot more on the Mandalorian. We finally got his name and we got his face. And I yeah. predicted both these things yeah. <laughs> a couple episodes ago. And uh, when we were doing speculations about this, I, I thought we might actually see we his face. I think you and I were pretty confident we would see this before the end of the season. Yeah, so. yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Uh, um, so we, we saw his face, his name is uh, Din Djarin. Former or decommissioned Mandalorian hunter. Yeah, former or decommissioned Mandalorian hunter. Uh, well, I guess not hunter of Mandalorian, but he's just, you know, yeah, a Mandalorian hunter, I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, Moff Gideon uh, had, had a little bit to say about that because apparently he knows uh, Din Djarin from when he was registered on Mandalore uh, with the ISB, I guess. So, I mean, yeah. from the flashbacks that we got, this is, uh, you know, close to the end of the Clone Wars. I'm guessing. Uh, we saw B2 battle droids. We got the we got we got the full flashback. Yeah, to something finally else. we got the final flashback to yes. seal the deal. So we and we finally got to see who saved them, and it was it was a Mandalorian or multiple Mandalorians. Yeah, and in fact, it was actually um, it was actually uh, a member of Death Watch. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. I was wondering because they all had like matching like uh, yeah, they all had insignias on their shoulder. Yeah, so um, that um, that insignia is the sign of the Death Watch, and the Death Watch was like 
a Mandalorian terrorist organization, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, they kind of started off as a terrorist organization. Uh, let me just look up the Wikipedia um, page for you, just to read off the initial... Uh, <clears throat> the initial... Oh, here, better yet. The StarWars.com databank, Death Watch. The warrior clans of Mandalore were believed to have been wiped out years ago. Their tattered remnants exiled to the Concordia moon. But as the Clone War swept the galaxy, the treacherous governor Pre Vizsla resurrected the Mandalorians and with them their legendary combat armor that was feared across the galaxy. Backed by Count Dooku and the Separatists, Vizsla began building an army to retake Mandalore from the control of pacifists who were trying to bury violent Mandalore's past. As the coup became inopportune, Dooku abandoned the Death Watch. The warriors wandered the galaxy for a time, then helped conquer Mandalore as part of Darth Maul's Shadow Collective. Maul then became Death Watch's leader when he killed Pre Vizsla. And there's a bit of a black hole here because uh, we're going to get the Siege of Mandalore in the Clone Wars in February, uh, that finale to the, the whole animated series. Okay. Um, but through the series, you get glimpses about Mandalore and stuff like that. But yeah, it all kind of leads up to the Outer Rim sieges, which is what Anakin and Obi-Wan rush back from at the beginning of Episode 3. Yep. Um, so the Outer Rim siege is also known as the, the Siege of Mandalore, I guess, um, is something we've yet to see. But it's around this time, I guess, that another planet that uh, uh, didn't, was it? Din, 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 Din Djarin, yeah, that Din Djarin as a young boy is on. Uh, I guess a separatist assault is being launched on this planet. And yeah. um, at this really point told. in time, yeah, we're not really told exactly what it is. At this point in time, though, the Death Watch has basically split in two. Because when Darth Maul, being an outsider to Mandalorians, right, takes yeah. over, I think we brought this up before, um, there's a bit of a it, yeah. splinter cell that kind of breaks off from Death Watch. And a lot of them end up following... Um, Satine, which was the Duchess of Mandalore, her rebellious sister, uh, Bo-Katan. They they end up following her, um, I guess, uh, fighting against the the old, you know, the the Death Watch, who's led by Darth Maul. So half of Death Watch is fighting the other half of Death Watch, who's led by Darth Maul. And uh, and this is on Mandalore. So I don't know what's going on here. Like maybe what we're seeing is... Lots of internal politics. Yeah, exactly. And what we're seeing is possibly... um, a group of the Death Watch that maybe who has split off from you know Darth Maul's collective Shadow Collective. I'm assuming that these are the Death Watch that are more or less the good people because they're taking it out on the Separatist droids, like the yeah. the uh, yeah the what now they know as the enemy because Dooku basically turned their back on them. And so yeah. you know even though so to some people I guess to the to the good you know, side of the Death Watch uh, led by Bo-Katan, I guess they've got two enemies. They've got Darth Maul and his half of the Shadow Collective and the Death Watch and whatever on Mandalore. And then they also have Dooku, who was once an alliance to the the whole of Death Watch who turned their back on them in the past. And now they're taking it out on maybe the droids or something like that. I don't really know. I don't really, like, what do you yeah. make of that? No. Do you, think I... they're, uh, a, do you think they're, like, acting as... Um, vigilante kind of characters like that that's kind of what it looks to me yeah i don't know i guess because yeah they went down there and they definitely gave like um a lot of importance to the the one mandalorian that specifically uh saved uh din jaren 
yeah. to get out of there with him. And so the, I guess they're definitely focused on like saving who and what they can and building themselves up at the same time. So it's, I mean, I have no idea because we always see is their insignias are on their armor and that they're fighting the separatists, which I mean, you can I don't think you could blame anyone for wanting to fight the separatists, regardless of their uh, no. their creed or uh, whatever it is they're they're going through at that point in time. So, yeah. Um, so what we get is um, now this was on my list of predictions, but um, we got the full flashback. Yes, uh, we got his face uh, in we in did. the yeah, which is which is nice. Um, and uh, we got his name. So we got a bunch of things that, you I don't know. think we ever talked about his name. It was mostly just like his face and who saved him. We had a yeah. long discussion about <laughs> who would, did or didn't save yeah. him or whatever. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that ended up being quite the discussion, actually. Um, yes. But it turns out now it's, yeah, it's just Death Watch. But um, that's a bit of history on Death Watch. Uh, I, I thought it was cool that they kind of brought out the repeating blaster cannon, the E-Web. Um, if you've played games like Star Wars Imperial Assault, you'll know them to be quite the deadly enemy. Um, but yeah, most of the time, I think we very, very few times have we seen like this E-Web show up in the live action films. And like, yeah, you know. like it's funny now that I remember it's just it was really it really was a classic Star Wars moment because mm -hmm. that happens. I think you see it right, maybe on Hoth or yeah, something, see, something similar. You see it in Empire Strikes yeah. Back. The snowtroopers come, and then as Darth, or I think just before Darth Vader enters the hangar where the Millennium Falcon, yeah, escapes, they start setting up. A they little... set up the blaster, but then Han's uh, point mm -hmm. defense guns them down. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't know if if that's actually like an E web or if it's just a repeating blaster cannon on like a mount or something. They said I, it wasn't. Oh, the one in Hoth? That might be the predecessor that they were talking about. Yeah, because he's saying this is like the new... Like, Moff like Gideon was talking about the yeah. new improved one or whatever, which is like a shocker because we're throughout this whole thing, we're watching these stormtroopers or scout troopers with like cruddy old yeah <laughs> like that opening scene yeah. with the two oh scout my goodness troopers. okay yeah let's let's just... jump back in there let's jump <laughs> back to the beginning so that was gold oh my this, gosh this opening uh that was great that was fantastic i i like when i when, I, when we were watching this this instantly reminded me of those super high budget budget fan films that you see on youtube that oh, are yeah. just they crack you up because like they're so funny to watch and <laughs> yeah. they look so good it's but, so great yeah yeah it was such a great insight into like <laughs> just daily life as a scout trooper yeah, just totally yeah, exactly. we didn't need it at all but yeah. it was so i'm so glad they threw that in there because it was so fun yeah it's like the one guy's like super like curious and like wants to know what's going on and then the other guy's like dude we're scout trooper just shut up and do your job who yeah. cares oh yeah yeah for <laughs> like, sure he's like i want to look at it it's like no dude just chill like Stop. Stop asking me stuff. They and don't they, know what to do. They don't know orders. what to do yeah. with themselves. They're just so bored. It's like, uh, it's like the, there was, there was a bit of a moment in the Clone Wars when uh, two of these scout troopers, they're clones though. Yeah. Um, so they're a little more capable. But uh, <laughs> but they come up to General Windu and then they give their report and stuff like that or, or something like that. And then 
And then uh, he goes, uh, oh, good, uh, Commander. Uh, get some rest. And then they kind of like look at each other going like, <laughs> what, does that uh, mean? what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's a brief little moment. Then it, the camera kind of pans away. But it kind of reminded me of that. Just two scout troopers hanging out in the middle of nowhere with this like Yoda baby thing. And yeah. then they have no idea what it is. They have and no they, idea. They he, sack it like three or four times. Yeah, like, so like, dude, like, like, they're beating this thing that they've been like instructed to retrieve. Oh my and goodness. they're just yeah, like, it's like right away you're like, dude, stop hitting the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I was just waiting for him to like force choke one of them out or something. Yeah. But it just doesn't happen. They like poke it and they're like, oh, I think it's a pet. And then he bites him and he's like, ah. He's like crap. Yeah, <laughs> smacks him in the face. He punched him like Punches really so hard. hard. Like, actually, yeah. like way too hard to be uh, you oh, know, yeah. ethical. And, but uh, <laughs> but I, I liked. I really liked the, the moment. target practice. Yeah, the target practice was great because oh, I, I think man. I commented on that in one of the first episodes where I was just like beating down on these like trashy looking stormtroopers with their cruddy <laughs> blasters and yeah. like the tack lights that don't work and they're trying to hit this thing that's like not even like 10 yards away from them yeah and yeah. they're just shooting at the ground <laughs> and the, the one guy's like jinking the thing around like it's an absolute piece of junk oh and yeah they just yeah, are absolutely just so done yeah and there's like you know here they are with their little holdout blasters and they're aiming yeah. at this piece of garbage on the ground right <laughs> yeah at, at first it kind of looked like a bomb I'm like, oh, is he actually gonna like shoot that? Yeah, like, blow it looked them up like it looked like, like one of those explosive charges <laughs> yeah. that Han used in um, uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, something like Endor. that, like a charge. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was like, what are they doing? And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it must just be garbage. But is he like that? My, my focus even... on like what that thing he was shooting at was kind of drifted into how could he not hit that like, it's like it's and like then you're like four meters away wow you're like wow low blow to like the storm troopers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they yeah, can, exactly. really can't hit anything and then when the other tar- takes his gun out you know and then starts exactly starts going at it and just like they that. both just give up exactly <laughs> yeah. it's just so sad like there's they're literally just there for the payday oh yeah at that point yeah. it's oh so depressing that was that was pretty good and then yeah. uh what's his number again ig they just call my G a lot of the time. Yeah, they 68 do. Sixty-eight or something I don't like that. Remember. I don't remember. Uh, the droid that has been dead for yeah. 90% so the nursing droid that uh, the Ugnot, uh <laughs> reprogrammed, you know, it comes back, cleans off the scout troopers, it, like it takes them out like a boss, mind you. Yeah, like, dude, just out of nowhere, these two guys are like, oh my gosh, not even close. To that was that was a pretty cringy moment, especially when he like takes that guy's hand cracks it around you don't hear him scream or anything you just no, hear him, he's just, you just like, see him freeze he's like, like he's, just, what? he's like what just yeah. happened and then he's just done he's and then dead. the other guy just gets slammed into his bike a bunch of times and, oh my gosh absolutely yeah. like freaking wwe smackdown man. oh yeah oh, just yeah. so great and then he runs around town with the speeder taking out every <laughs> single this like resource. they've got like a freaking battalion of stormtroopers there yep. and it's just like oh i'm just gonna ride this speeder bike through town and trash all oh, of yeah. them like Oh, oh that was good. Gosh. I I like in that whole battle, and then that's when the other guys, you know, the three of them, Carl Weathers' character and and the uh, you know the, the uh, grief uh, grief Gore uh, Kargoff, or what's the name again? Carl Weathers' character. I don't know. Oh, I don't I, remember. I'm so bad at remembering. I know that remember uh, Moff Gideon mentions he he was a former magistrate or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't remember. Um, so. They they join the fight and uh, I I don't know if you know because you're a big fan of Death Troopers. I am a fan. Uh, of Death Troopers. Did you like how they kind of toughen them up a little more than the 
the other dude. Yeah, I was shocked. Like his like in the we only we didn't see in Rogue One we didn't see a, t- a ton of combat from the Death Troopers. It like until like obviously like the end of the movie and then like yeah. a couple like select scenes where they're you know just like strutting around like looking really cool. Uh, but yeah, we saw them like legit like duke it out. With, yeah. With uh, like they had a good jarring or good or, extra like, couple seconds on screen. Like you know, I was surprised. I think at one point it looked like <clears throat> they even took a direct hit from his blaster pistol, and I was like, wait, he didn't go down, and he continued to like brawl with yeah. the Mandalorian, and like they held their own. Yeah, I, I was surprised. That was, cool. yeah. that was really really cool. I was like, dang, that's some pretty serious like. It, it definitely intrigued me. Cause yeah, it adds it adds it boosts up their their respect value you know like it's like okay like these guys are better you know they're not just they're not not just like sith troopers like what we got in episode nine they're not just first order stormtroopers but red you know it's like exactly okay these guys are actually like you know their name is is valued to like how they fight you know they're they're bigger guys they're beefier guys they can withstand a fight they can brawl at least they can they can hold their ground in that clunky armor longer than from most of what we've seen through the show. Yeah. And which is, is you know, it's respectable. Like I was yeah. like, Hey, like these are, cool. yeah. It was these, cool like, these to see, like and... see some sort of like in, Imperial unit that wasn't just cannon fodder. Yeah. Cause that's really yeah. all we've seen is like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just like <laughs> discard. Yeah. Discarded. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, um, <clears throat> which is, you know, it's, it doesn't bother me. It's normal to see stormtroopers yeah, just pretty go typical. down, like get, you know, tear through them. But exactly. Uh, but it was cool. It's cool to like add some, some variety. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, Moff Gideon being a little more established compared to, um, you know, the, the client that we saw in the first episode, uh, <laughs> yeah. who just got, you know, backstabbed Swept under the rug. His, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally his... just like mopped, they mopped the floor with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Like, and I remember too, back to the two scout troopers when they're trying to ask for permission to come into town. It's like, no, yeah, you probably don't want to come back here. Just kill the guy for like taught interrupting him or yeah. something like that. Just like, <laughs> it's like, and he's, and yeah. When they were talking to each other to the, because the one guy's asking all the questions super bored. He's like, dude, like he just wiped out a whole squad of stormtroopers just to prove a point. He's like, calm down. Yeah. It's like literally, yeah. that was so great. Oh no, that gosh. was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> we got, uh, uh, we we had them eventually, well, uh, we had some pretty serious moment there with, with uh, the Mandalorian almost dying. Yeah. And um, just before that, uh, we had our our uh, incinerate. It was a stormtrooper incinerators uh, class uh, or something like that. I, the I, uber swagger. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm we had this epic shot everywhere. Nobody else in the shot except for this <laughs> one stormtrooper heaving this like oh flamethrower blaster over his shoulder. Yeah, Just, he's got like red. It was kind. Of, it was like a little bit of a blend between the like the engineer trooper like yeah. heavier duty armor and stuff it's, i don't know it's like it was, well it's a stormtrooper with like a paint job and then it's got like some extra padding on his stuff a little bit but, yeah like, he's got the the pack with the fuel in it oh, you yeah. can actually buy the helmet um because i've got the stormtrooper and the darth vader hasbro black series helmets you yeah. can buy uh you because they with the stormtrooper one they came out with a, a variety of uh, uh variations of like right yeah paint jobs you get the scout the shock trooper you could get um 
you know, a black version, the shadow trooper kind of thing. Uh, so there's, there's a whole bunch of different ones that they, that they made, but, yeah. uh, the newest one is the incinerator trooper, I believe is what they're calling him. <laughs> uh, and I was wondering when they were, when he was going to show up, I was like, okay, when is yeah. he going to show up in the show? Let's, you know, this, this helmet's been out for a while or it's been announced for a while at least. Uh, when are we going to get him? You know, if we finally got him in the last episode and we saw baby Yoda take him out, rebounding that fire back in his face, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, man, I couldn't get over that swagger though, dude. Just yeah, yeah like solo struts <laughs> into the yeah, place and it's just good. like trying good. to torch everything. But yeah, one v ones, baby Yoda, and loses, a lot of focus obviously. on the troopers this time around. The, the opening and then that, and oh man, yeah, pretty um, much all of them dying with a few exceptions. Yep, yeah. uh, make her way down to the catacombs, and uh, Dinjarin finally gets his jetpack. Yep. So that's cool. Yeah, but before that happened, I was a little bit miffed because I, I thought they really because we see a pile of Mandalorian armor and helmets. Oh yeah, yeah. You thought that they all died or something. Like yeah, that, and right? I, I was a little bit miffed how they kind of just like swept that one under the rug a little bit. They're like, oh yeah, you know, it was all our fault. We revealed ourselves, and it's like, and the the one dude like because the. Uh, Carl Weathers' character was still has still been there the whole time. It's like no one noticed a giant underground battle between the Imperials and the Mandalorians. Yeah, I thought Are that we was just kind of strange. pretend. Although is although was it was it Carl was Carl Weathers on the because we saw Carl Weathers' character. This is possibly him, but is it possible that he was the one that went back for that body of the uh, the assassin that we we saw the guys on the speeder bikes you know take him take her out um i don't know because we that was a couple episodes ago oh now, that's right yeah so i, I, don't, I don't know if he's been I on the planet so. that whole time or not um i don't know yeah it's, we never got any like closure to that that's true yeah wow, good, good one so remembering that. that's one thing that kind of stuck with me the whole time i was like okay where are they going with that but it's probably gonna be like a revenge episode next season just maybe. like some guy's gonna show up and be like you killed my best friend or brother or yeah, something my and wife my <laughs> girlfriend uh, the yeah. girl uh yeah uh so i don't know i don't it, i don't know if it's confirmed that he's been on the planet that whole time or not um but you know he admits like okay i had nothing to do with this um yeah and then the the uh what do we call her the um Sean the, the 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 Mandalorian oh woman. the the um the blacksmith yeah kind of like equivalent. she's like she what did they call that down there the they had a name or yeah they had a name for her in the first episode or something like that but I remember. um anyway so she she kind of equips them up and everything like that which you know it's cool um and we see her you know choose to stay behind and it's like okay she's probably gonna die right and yeah. then we we saw a little brief moment where she takes out like five or six stormtroopers by herself with some tools and it's like okay yeah we got she can, the, she can hold her own and then got some more strong female yeah. character moments yeah where she's like strong, strong female character moment and then uh and then you know yeah was it, it was cool we didn't really need it it was cool i was it, like it, all right i think it was like it, it's basically just like there to prove okay she's gonna live you know we're gonna see yeah. her again in the second season um you know she can take care of herself she's gonna be fine down here on her own cleaning up all the mandalorian armor probably making like you know reforging beskar tiles out of it or something like that yeah it looks like she was so, trying to pack everything up yeah it seems, it seems like she was like recycling sweet all time <laughs> doing yeah it, like yeah. bit by bit and like you know 
yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I was I was a little miffed that they kind of just breezed over the the, the whole entire ex- like yeah the whole battle. exodus of all the Mandalorians off planet. Yeah, she she just kind of was <laughs> like she's like oh yeah you know lots died some left I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I'm like okay. yeah I was like yeah whatever it's like, uh, oh, it would be right. cool to have like a transmission from like even John Favreau's character Paz Pau or Pau Vizla or something from you know yeah. s- s- sending that to the Mandalorian saying like hey this is the situation we're all leaving. You know, it, it would have been yeah. cool to have that at least at some point in the show. But Something, whatever. but no, nope, um, they just kind of every every Mando for themselves. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and then we get to this cool lava river, which this astromech droid. I was actually pleasantly surprised when it kind of stood up and it's like, oh, whoa, like got a new droid turning into this of weird, not really crossover <laughs> droid. Uh, the farrier. Exactly. I was like, that was such a funny, hilarious metaphor. Like it's literally like taking on that them on the hover boat thing to their yeah. death. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. wow. Right on. Nice yeah. metaphor to, to there. The guys. Underworld. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, literally that was cool the underworld. Though. Yeah. yeah. That was cool though. I, I really liked that. I was like, that's such a awesome. cool combo. I was like, I didn't know Astromex had legs. Yeah. Okay. Uh the lava looked fantastic as well. Oh yeah, that by was the way. Oh yeah, the, the movie was like gorgeous as always. Like, yeah. So um, cool. like, I they, remember watching uh like visual effects breakdown for um the uh, revenge of the sith lava lava scenes and what a lot of people yeah. don't realize is that that entire lava river is actually a lot of it's all practical effects like it, um they filmed a miniature model of this giant mustafar model that they had it was yeah sloped downhill and they had this this river that they'd forged out and then what they did was they had a transparent under glass to it and they poured like a combination of food coloring and corn syrup and this and that uh, Dude, down. That's so and they cool. had like had chunks no of rock and stuff. Yeah. And they had this, oh. all this like stuff like going down this and then they lit it from underneath through the transparent under right. underbody yeah. and it lit up yellow and everything and it looked like lava. So that's yeah. Sick. And then, and then a lot of the fire elements of course were filmed from a, a real volcano and yep. they had, they had, um, they had 3d effects obviously on top of that, but, oh, yeah. uh, and comp helped out, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it looked, uh, it looked amazing. Like the, the practical effects of that river, most people just think it's CGI, but oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's no, it's like, it's a legit miniature model. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's super cool. So I, I wonder if they did the same for this episode, because I know that they've been leaning towards practical effects for, for quite a bit of this episode, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough to say. Um, I want to say that maybe I know the budget's pretty high for these episodes, but that's yes. a very time consuming thing to do. Yeah. So, uh, I, I want to say that it, it's actually not practical, but uh, but it looked really well done, like super well done. Uh, yeah. Very close to looked what we great. see on Mustafar. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And uh, and then at the very end there had that ultimate showdown. Uh, the droid noble sacrifice blows up the troopers. And then we have the TIE fighter face off between Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, see some good action there. And uh, I really want to get to like the, 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 the ending because. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. The dark could- saber. The dark saber. The dark saber. Now I just filled you in a little bit, yep. but uh, yeah. but yeah, what I want to do is um, kind of like uh, for a lot of people who don't really haven't really followed the path of the dark saber through this whole yeah because have we talked about it that much on the podcast? I think it's come up maybe once or maybe twice. Once I don't or know twice. if our yeah, conversations were all on not the mic, not a but... crazy amount of time, but um, so. I think I did read the legend at one point, but maybe I'll read it again. 
Um, so basically, uh, oh, actually, no, you know, I'll skip over the legend, but I'll just in short, <clears throat> the uh, the dark saber is created by Tar Vizla. Uh, way back, we're talking like a thousand years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah, like you know, old old Republic uh, days. And um, he was the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order because at that time it was tense. Like the Mandalorians Jedi did, didn't really get along uh, no, at yeah. all. <laughs> um, so after after his death, though, the the, man, the the weapon was kept in the Jedi Temple. And uh, members of House Vizsla stole that saber in a conflict with the Jedi during the fall of the Old Republic. So <clears throat> if you've ever watched the, the teaser trailers for the Old Republic RPG MMO... Yeah. Uh, you'll see that the fall of the... I don't, I don't know if the Mandalorians had a part in that or whatever, but uh, the Jedi Temple gets raided, basically, by, you know, or attacked by the Sith and whatever. And, um, you know, there's this big duel and, you know... Um, so at some point, basically, there's a raid and the Darksaber's stolen back and uh, ends up with House Vizsla, which, you know, appropriate because tar Vizla is the one who created it so his clan basically steals it back yeah um and it was passed down from generation to generation and when we watch the clone wars which you know thousand years later kind of thing that the clone wars have begun uh we find out that pre Vizla is the latest to hold on to the weapon and he's the leader of the death watch who we just talked about yeah and uh you know trying to replace the warrior ways of mandalore um, and you know, in a way, like he almost looks as at the dark sabers kind of looked at as like an icon of leadership, uh, yeah. towards law. Oh yeah, Mandalore. definitely. Yeah. So, uh, by, <clears throat> um, yeah. So by the Clone Wars, we get, you know, the, uh, uh, the Vizsla house still carrying this dark saber, but, uh, towards the end of the Clone War, um, we have, uh, a bit of a coup when Darth Maul barges in to the throne room after after this whole attack that um previsla arranges with his death watch on on mandalore and everything and um uh it's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a, a tense moment when darth maul barges in with his you know his brother and uh, you know basically demands that he challenges for leadership and in this duel, it's Darth Maul versus Pre Vizsla. Red lightsaber versus Darksaber. It's a pretty cool fight. It's yeah. an awesome fight. And, uh, you know, Darth Maul comes out on top, beheads Pre Vizsla, takes the Darksaber, and the Darksaber ends up in Darth Maul's possession uh, during the days of the, or the, rem, the remaining days of the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, so, sorry, this is after Darth Maul gets cut in half and is still alive. this is yeah so so if you watched solo um yes yeah you'll be aware of the fact that darth maul's alive after episode three because solo takes place after episode three yeah so clone wars being between episode two and three um uh, you know we see the resurrection of maul we see the whole process of him on the rise trying to get revenge against kenobi uh trying to gain power uh, yeah. trying to retake his position in the galaxy, trying to find his own place kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, sorry, I skipped over that a little bit. But, but, um, but yeah, he basically, <clears throat> towards his, uh, his later, more prime years of recovering his status, you know, he uh, attacks 
Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian takes takes leadership, takes the dark saber, and um, <clears throat> and then um, let me see where am I again? Uh, yeah, so Maul. Um, there's a bit of a there's a comic book that's um, called Son of Dathomir that kind of that kind of uh, continues some of the lost episodes that we got that or that sorry that we never got from Clone Wars. Um, it, it continues the show, and um, in there there's a, there's a little bit that happens, but um, <clears throat> by the end of that whole ordeal, I believe Maul uh, continues. To, to have the dark saber um and uh the assault on oh sorry um yeah there's a uh there's a second battle on dathomir that happens and um he continues to carry it uh through that uh dathomir that's the yeah death dathomir that's the the planet of the witches yeah yep. Yeah, so so he continues to carry it through that battle as well. Then we, then let's jump to Rebels. So this is after Episode Three and yeah. the Siege of Mandalore. So we can only we we already know that during the Siege of Mandalore, Maul will probably wield the dark saber when he goes up against the Republic. <clears throat> um, so during um, Star Wars Rebels, we see Rebel uh, Sabine Wren retrieve the dark saber from the Night Sister Lair on Dathomir. So we find out that uh, lost it. that somehow that Maul's been missing, and somehow yeah. it's been in this, you know, this cave or whatever, uh, wherever, uh, you know, collected with a bunch of other things. And uh, there's a whole process about how you know she's uh, the 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 dark saber kind of passes hands, or she tries to get Fen Rao to, uh, or at the urging of Fen Rao and her fellow specters, Sabine agrees to undergo training with uh, the Darksaber under uh, tutelage of Jedi Knight Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus is one of the Jedi voices that we actually heard in Rey's head at the end of Episode Nine, So oh, he's actually a main character in Star Wars Rebels. Wow. And um, one of the survivors of Order 66, mind you. Oh. So Sabine brought the Darksaber with her and her Rebel companions uh, during a few missions and... Uh, uh, became the rightful wielder after defeating uh, Gar Saxon in a duel. Gar Saxon was, if you watch Rebels again, he's a villain. Not important to this story. Um, <clears throat> after rescuing her father from Imperial custody and destroying the super weapon she had built while an Imperial cadet, Sabine gave the Darksaber over to Bo Kadan Kreis, who's the sister of Satine. And Satine was fighting against the Death Watch, which was pre Vizsla and <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like done a very large yeah. round circle and now it's in the possession of Bo-Katan Kreis, uh, who she deemed to be the rightful person to lead the Mandalorians against the Empire. So, you know, Sabine has her moment in the sun with the Darksaber as well and, you know, yeah. eventually passes it on to uh, Bo-Katan Kreis. And uh, sometime thereafter, uh, we don't know what happens, but now all we know is that Moff Gideon has the dark saber yeah. so i mean it's pretty safe to assume at some point because uh uh 
Din Djarin, the the Mandalorian <laughs> mentions, you know, he was in charge of the the purge or whatever. So it's pretty safe yeah, to so assume that this is the thing. Like I don't. So now it makes me question: Is the purge that they're talking to still the same purge that happened at the end of the Clone War, or is it actually a purge that we haven't ever heard about or seen yet uh, that maybe happened uh, under Imperial authority? I want to say because you were saying that, like, so the war against the separatists ends and then was it an immediate well the republic becomes the empire right yeah so, so did, i'm assuming but did the, the republic, republic immediately turn against the... the republic would i would imagine the republic I, th- I believe the republic comes out on top um there's there's a few glimpses of what we of the outcome of that battle in the ahsoka book written by ek johnston um but uh, i want to say that when Order 66 happens, the battle is still ongoing. Darth Maul is about to get away, and Ahsoka basically has to choose between pursuing Darth Maul or, like, essentially surviving, I think. This is a kind of a vague memory of mine. So, um, yeah, if you if you listeners out there know what I'm talking about, you know, shoot some feedback. But, uh, yeah, I... Um, I, I believe it was something like that, but I, I think the Republic is more or less on top, and then of course becomes the Empire. Yeah, and then I want to say that this purge. Yeah, this is after. probably because yeah, because the Republic still they would have had to win the yeah like the actual like final battle because the stuff droids like all shut down and everything. So uh, the droids all shut down. The only enemies that would be on this siege of Mandalore would be the the Death Watch, the Shadow Collective Mandalorians, right? Yeah, and so. so yeah, this sounds like this sounds like he probably. I would think. I don't know. I guess this is just speculation on my part, but he probably would have come in. <coughs> seems like he would have come in at the tail end of the purge in like probably some sort of hmm. administrative capacity because obviously like there's like the the fighting at, yeah. with, against the Mandalorians and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like actually trying to physically kill them, and then you know, they're left to clean up the mess after yeah. that. And like, you know, how old would you, uh, say Moff Gideon is? Oh, 50 something, maybe. Yeah. E- right. Pretty easily. So between the Mandalorian and that siege of Mandalore, it's about 40 years, 30, 35 years or so. Uh, cause there's, so he would have been like a young... 19 years between three and four. And then, okay. and then there's five years through the original trilogy, and then uh, so it's twenty five years, and then and then oh actually so thirty years so it's, this is about thirty years because this is the show takes place five years yeah, after. so Return he would have been a young upstart officer. Yeah, he would have been and a young so officer working in by the, the Republic, time they were finished, the Republic Navy, which then becomes the Empire and yeah. works as an ISB officer. Yeah, so by anyway. the time they finished like clearing house, and like he would have yeah had access to my suspicion then is that moff gideon was probably a part of that siege of mandalore working for the republic and then later on when it becomes the empire you know continues to maybe hold a little bit of fascination for the culture or something like that yeah and actually now that i think about it too he's the only like leading um other than like i guess anakin skywalker he's only he's been the only imperial like uh official that we've ever seen who's more than just like an administrative like policy guy 
Like he yeah. can fly around a TIE fighter. Like the dude's like had legit. Yeah. And he's pretty confident and like calm out there yeah, on the middle some, of the battlefield. So he's got yeah. some sort of combat expertise and stuff like that. So I'm curious if it's purely like he's a fighter pilot or was, or was a fighter pilot or like he had some other training as well. <clears throat> oh, and now that uh, we see the dark saber, this is where I get really amped up. So, yeah. so, so we're, <laughs> we're going to see him use it of course. Cause he, yes. he cut himself out of that tie fighter wreckage, like yeah. nothing. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah. And we get an awesome shot of him like holding it whatever. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so this is my instant kind of, I kind of know what's going to happen now is that the Mandalorian is going to get this dark saber. Yes. Like this is this is my 100% all my money's on this opinion. <laughs> like this is this oh, is yeah. my true it, guess. Dude, they like yeah, yeah they, they want built, it to they've happen. built up this character to be pretty awesome. And now, you know, now he's got his little like uh mudhorn emblem on his shoulder. You know, like he's Yeah, he's, he's got, got his insignia. He's got his now pack. he's got his foundling that he's he's somehow now responsible for training yeah. this baby Yoda. This yeah. The foundling now, basically. Yeah. It's uh, and it's and I'm 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 almost convinced by the end of the second season we will see the Mandalorian hold this dark saber. Oh, definitely. I'm convinced. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which speaking of which, the new the new season will come out uh, fall next year. Uh, there's a bit of a wait, but you know, in that gap. Um, That's not too too bad. The, yeah, it's given... not too bad. But in that gap, I mean, I I believe. I don't know for sure if this is happening. Like, I need to look this up again. But um, don't quote me on it. But I think that the Rogue One prequel Disney Plus series is coming out next spring or summer. Whoa, whoa. they're having prequels, a prequel series for Rogue One. Yeah, it's about it's Cassian Andor and K two. So it's a little prequel series on them. Who were they? Uh, from Rogue One, Cass Cassian Andor. Oh. And, and oh him. The droid and K K two so. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. K2SO. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So are they going to use, do we I don't know, know if they're that's using next the same... year or the year after, but. Are they using the same cast? Yep. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. And then also we got the Kenobi series. I don't know when that's coming. Oh, it might I'm be two years away. Oh, so pumped for that. That's yeah. cool. I'm kind of excited for the. Yeah. They announced it a long time ago when they first announced the Mandalorian as well. But um, I think it's kind of been forgotten since the news of Kenobi and everything like that. I've heard absolutely so, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I heard about Kenobi like <laughs> once from my brother or other than I guess when we've talked about it. Yeah. Now that I think about it. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the one thing I do want to mention, uh, one speculation that I had, which didn't come to fruit, but everything else did, was uh, the resolution of what happens with the child. Uh, so we don't actually get to find out yet of what happens with the child, but you know, uh, it's safe to say that you know the Mandalorian is working on finding his. Yeah, he was race. given. Yeah. Or, or, so, yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, just his race, like to, yeah. to put him back where he belongs, kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting part when the um, the foundry, the head foundry gal, like uh, talks to him or whatever. She's like, oh yeah, so either you train him as a foundling. Or you take him back to his race. And yeah. he's like, what? Yeah. He's like, I'm like, he's barely able to stand up. And he's like, you want me to go train this thing as a foundling? Yeah. She's like, yeah, see ya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's no, going to be cool to see how that turns out. It's going to be cool to see. Um, I think 
I think I have suspicions that along with him getting this dark saber, maybe the death of Moff Gideon or something like that, that we actually do get um, you know a, a finale, kind of kind of like a resolution of like what happens with the child. Like I, I don't I don't oh, see yeah, them definitely. carrying this story more than another season. No, I don't think. Yeah, I'd be super interested because like I mean the kids been a baby for 50 years yeah and so he's not I, unless they like do some serious like time tripping well and it, the crazy part of, well a lot of people had suspicions that be, that you know the child or baby Yoda would show up in episode 9 but I was you know I thought to myself that's only 25 years later or well 30 years or 26 or something like that late years later yeah. like there's no way like he would look the same so yes. and you know sure enough we didn't we didn't get him in the movie but no yeah um but uh i i'm i'm very strongly on the side of the fence that thinks like yeah he's gonna you know we're gonna Something's get gonna happen be, yeah we're gonna have him be- get back or maybe he dies i don't know i don't know maybe he dies i mean he certainly got beaten to a pulp maybe he's got some <laughs> oh, man that's actually pretty funny to watch that though. was like, so good pretty comical oh my god yeah, that was such a great way to open that episode um, yeah, yeah exactly but yeah so yeah any other speculations for it uh not that i have uh at the moment but anything any comments on the uh the jetpack we finally got the jetpack oh <laughs> it, it cool i like i was like okay finally like he <laughs> finally, gets his jetpack yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right thank you so much reed for coming back on the show and to all you uh, listeners out there for tuning in uh we got great more uh star wars content coming your way uh, but I just want to send out a quick thank you to all those who have participated in the roundtables for the last couple weeks, Mandalorian. Uh, it's, it's an awesome time to be alive with Star Wars live action coming out every week. It's, 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 it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to the next season. And uh, some extra speculation for you. Will there be a time jump between season one and two? Let us know. Uh, we'll pick up a year later. We'll pick up six months later. Uh, shoot us a tweet at SWEscapePodcast or shoot us a voice memo at uh, theescapepod at outlook.com uh, so yeah uh, do that and uh, you know be a part of the discussion because uh, we, we want you uh, to participate in the show as a listener as well uh, so going into the new, the new year we're going to have to shift gears a little bit uh, Mandalorian's over, episode 9 is out so we're going to be picking up with Diego on the Clone Wars and continuing that train of episodes if you're following along with that show at home it's a great way to get through the show and uh, we'll be trying to maintain that train uh, for as long as we can until we hit Rebels. <clears throat> but that's not uh, for weeks down the road. Um, Disney Plus will be launching uh, new Clone Wars episodes coming in February. Uh, that'll be kind of a show finale uh, that we never got. So that'll be kind of cool as well. But uh, with all that said, uh, everyone, you know, have a great new year. Uh, again, it would be awesome. Rate well. Uh, shoot this podcast to a friend or so. Uh, That would be awesome. Uh, The feedback is greatly appreciated. So once again, have a happy new year. I'm your host, Josh, and you're listening to Star Wars Escape Pod. May the force be with you. (laughs) 